Welcome to the Elevated Visibility Podcast, the podcast for female founders who are looking for more than just easy marketing tips and feel-good strategy and craving deep connection. I'm your host, Nina Gibson, holistic SEO expert and visibility enthusiast who is hell-bent on giving women a voice and a platform to use it. In this space, we chat all things SEO and marketing for your brand and business, but we also peel back the layers and the bullshit and dive deep into what it means to feel visible as business owners, women, moms, and more. If you're ready for holistic marketing strategy mixed in with some soulful storytelling, this podcast is for you. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Elevated Visibility Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Gibson. How are you? So today we are going to be talking about Google Analytics, GA4. It's been just about a month since it started exclusively tracking. And I know for a lot of people, this was a big, big change. And not everybody has been as prepared for this shift as maybe they could be. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what the differences are between GA4 and Universal Analytics and some data points that you really need to be paying attention to when you're looking at your data, analyzing your data, and how that can be useful for you. But before I dive in, I just want to check in. How is your summer going? What are you up to? Are you creating space for all of the things that you enjoy and love doing? If it's wintertime on your side of the world, how is that going? I want to know all about it. So I am actively trying to prioritize more fun in my life this summer and not just fun, but more time for just being and allowing my brain to decompress. I'm a person who's constantly thinking I have a thought and then there's a tangent. And then next thing I know, I've thought about like 30 different things in a one minute time frame. So actively taking time to just decompress is a really big priority for me this summer. I actually went on a mini retreat with my friend and colleague, Kristen Fisher, who owns Boku. She's also a retail coach. She's been on the podcast before. She's going to be back on the podcast. And we had the most amazing time brainstorming, but also just having white space and creating time to just let our brains wander to make room for strategizing and brainstorming and all of those things. And it was really, really awesome to just be able to decompress. And it's amazing how you sometimes don't realize how much you need that time until you actually have it. So I'd love to know where your summer's at. If it's heavy on the work, heavy on the play, tell me all the things. So let's dive right in to GA4. And before anything, I think it's really like important to understand what is GA4 analytics. So it's a brand new web analytics platform, right? It's not just a glow up for universal analytics. It's an actual built from the ground up brand new analytics platform that replaced Universal Analytics on July 1st, 2023. And there are a lot of differences between how GA4 track data and how Universal Analytics track data and some other differences as well, like the definition of a session and bounce rate versus engagement rate and the ability to get visibility into the entire user journey, attribution, active users, all of these different things. One of the biggest differences, though, is that this new platform allows 
websites and app data to all be tracked in one singular data stream. Now, for most of us, we don't have an app that's not really pertinent. But if you are a business that has an app like Free People, for example, who I love, right? Their stuff is just amazing. They have an app and a website, and now they're able to view that customer journey all in one place versus having a separate account for their app and their website. So it's all, it's really streamlined. And that's one of the biggest differences between GA4 and universal analytics. But the other really big difference is how data is actually tracked. Now, a lot of you have probably heard about all of the issues with privacy and cookies and all of these different things. So universal analytics tracked users either via a cookie or their user ID if they were logged into their Gmail. And each user, right, in this old model may generate several 30-minute sessions, okay? And everything they do within that session was logged as a hit. Now, remember that a cookie lasted 30 days or until somebody cleared their cookies. So what we're talking about is one user, right? They get cookied for 30 days. And then within that cookie, they can have several 30-minute sessions. And one of the biggest disadvantages of this model is that a conversion could only be tracked within that session, right? But a user could create multiple sessions. So the only visibility that you would get is what happened on that last click, right? You don't know all of the things that they did before. So for example, Let's say a user visited your site several times before they actually signed up for your email list. In the old model with universal analytics, the only interaction that's recorded as a conversion would be that last session that the user signed up for your email list during, right? AKA the last click attribution. Now with GA4, every event can be tracked as a conversion, right? So you can basically track every conversion for every user, right, in a a singular way. So you're not reliant on the only visibility I have into how that person came to my email list is via the last click. Now you know that they might have signed up for your email list the first time that they entered, but then they're doing all these other things too throughout their time interacting with your site. So events are very flexible and can be modified to suit your needs. So Events that are inherently tracked within GA4 are like page views, scrolls, things like that. And then you can create events as you need them. So rather than a user being linked only to that one session at a time, the user is linked to several different parameters, each of which can then be linked to an event. And an event can be an email signup, it can be a purchase, it can be a button click, right, on a CTA. So you get a really good idea of your lifetime value of your users or visitors and a little bit more visibility into their entire path on your website. So this might sound a little bit like, whoa, this is really cool, but also maybe a little bit, what the hell is this chick talking about? I actually have a masterclass. It's $12. Going to link it here in the show notes for you that goes over all of this. It's a recording of a live workshop that I did. But if you're a visual person and you're like, I really need to see what she's talking about, this masterclass is exactly that a visual sort of representation of what I'm talking about. But the big thing to know between GA4 and Universal Analytics is that now everything is tracked via events. Cookies are out the window, they don't exist anymore. And because everything is event based, you're able to link a user's 
activity to your site together versus it just being last click attribution. So you can track when somebody loads a page, clicks a link, like I said, all of these different things. So that's one of the big differences. Another big difference is active users. So by default, GA4 gives you data on active users, which is different from GA3, which defaulted to total users. And the definition of active users for GA4 is a one-day, seven-day, or 30-day interaction with your site. So if somebody has come to your site, but they haven't interacted in the past 30 days, they are not part of this active user bucket. So that's really important to keep in mind, especially if you're a VA or a marketer who's used to reporting on metrics like, these are your total users for this time period. So it's different for GA4. Active users is the default. So that's something that seems nuanced, but is actually a really, really big difference. And if you think about it, it's actually much more useful. Do we really care about the users that were active 60 days ago? Probably not as much. We're concerned about users that are active within this 30-day window. So that's really helpful to know. And also you can break it down in GA4. You can actually look at the 1-7 or 30-day. You can break your traffic down by that. So if you want to see like, what are people doing? What are active users that were active in the last seven days doing? What are users who were active in the first, in the last 24 hours doing? And this could be really helpful if you're launching something, right? You're in the middle of an active launch and you're curious, what are these people doing? Are they actually clicking on my sales page? What's happening? So there are some really helpful uses for that data. So another big difference between GA4 and Universal Analytics is a bounce rate is out. In the original GA4, they actually didn't include it at all. But then people were like, oh my gosh, where's bounce rate? So now it's engagement rate. And bounce rate was always based on whether someone's session duration was zero. It was that metric where we know they came from the search engine results. They went to our site and they went right back. Not fucking good at all. We didn't want that. Engagement rate measures in the opposite direction. And it, in my mind, it actually communicates what we were always trying to get from bounce rate, which is what percentage of people are actually interacting with my site, right? Whereas with bounce rate, we knew that they didn't do anything. Engagement rate flips it and gives us a little bit more information. And Google defines the engagement rate as the number of engaged sessions divided by the total number of sessions over a specified time period. And an engaged session is a session that lasted longer than 10 seconds, had a conversion event, or had at least two page views or screen views. So we know that if somebody is engaging, that they've visited at least two pages of our site or converted in some way, like signed up for our email list and spent more than 10 seconds. And this is super helpful because one of the biggest drawbacks with bounce rate is if you had a lead form or like a lead gen page, and the only place that that person really needed to interact was that page, sometimes that would be counted as a bounce rate, even if eventually that page would be useful, right? So if somebody came to the page, they got the information they needed, and then they bounced, they went back to the search engine results, they stopped interacting with your site, that would inflate your bounce rate. But really, that's okay, because you wanted them to stay only on that page, but it skewed the metrics. So with engagement rate, we have a really good idea that we know that these people are either doing something that we want them to do, like signing up for our email list, or they're poking around the site a little bit, right? And so now 
we're able to really see what kind of stickiness our traffic has. And I'm personally a huge fan of this engagement metric. And I've been asked already, what's a good engagement metric? I would say anything like 50% or higher, depending on the page. It's really going to be specific to, are you an e-commerce site? Are you a service provider? What kind of content are we talking about here? Like the sales page, you would want people to be a little bit more sticky, but like a short lead gen form, mm, the real basis of, is this working is, are they converting? Of course. So I would say anything 50% or higher, but again, it's really going to depend on what industry you're in and what you're actually trying to do with, with the content. So this is like a baby, baby crash course <laughs> on universal analytics versus GA4. We're going to dive into GA4 a little bit more in this season just because it's here, it's pertinent. And honestly, there's so much that you can do with this platform. Once you get in there and you realize that it's pretty powerful, there's all kinds of machine learning, insights, predictive analysis, all kinds of cool stuff that you can do. And some of the reports are really, really awesome. So I hope that this gives you a little bit more insight into GA4 versus Universal Analytics. I'd love to know how it's going now that you've had almost a month of exclusive GA4 data. Don't forget to snag the masterclass. It's linked in the show notes if you want a little bit more insight and you're a visual learner. Lots of goodies and nuggets in that masterclass. It's $12. Super, super helpful, I think, if you're like, I have no idea what this woman just talked about. So that is everything for today. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Elevated Visibility Podcast. If you loved it and you want to support the podcast, please share it with others, your family, friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. I would appreciate it so, so much. Catch all the latest from me. You can follow me on Instagram at ninagibson.co. Until next time.